Welcome to Crypto Sapiens, a show that hosts lively discussions with innovative Web3 builders to help you learn about decentralized money systems, including Ethereum, Bitcoin, and DeFi. The podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial advice. Crypto Sapiens is presented in partnership with Bankless DAO, a movement for pioneers seeking freedom from the limitations of the traditional financial system. Bankless DAO will help the world go bankless by creating user-friendly on-ramps for people to discover decentralized financial technologies through education, media, and culture. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Humpty Calderon. Today, I'm chatting with Joshua and Chair of NFTP, Creators of Rainbow Rolls. We take a look at the NFT project and its mission to fund public goods, including wiping away medical debt for families in need. We also discuss Web3 Native tools as an on-ramp for institutions and individuals to increase their charitable giving and potentially reduce their tax liabilities too. Let's get started. So why don't we get started with you? Joshua, give us a brief introduction to your crypto journey thus far, how it got started, and really how that evolved and developed into launching NFTP and Rainbow Rolls. The, that wouldn't be a short story, so I'll, I'll, try, I'll cut out a lot. Um, <laughs> um, I was doing uh, competitive intelligence, some refer to it as corporate espionage uh, at Lyft. Um, we got the company IPO ready, and then they said, uh, you guys have six weeks to find another job at the company, uh, or, you know, no thanks. And it was a pretty well-paying, decent field job that was a lot of fun. Uh, and I got an offer for 105 to sit in a desk in San Francisco. I was, I was taking a consensus academy course at the time, um, and graduated from it, met some folks at consensus, uh, Jacob Cantelli, who's the head of uh, product at, at MetaMask, uh, and they were hiring. So I ended up going to Consensus, uh, and that was that was how I ended up uh, down the rabbit hole in, in Web three. Um, they went through one of their rounds. I got let go. Went to Eat Denver to find a job. Found one. Uh, started getting into um, that. That was at Opolis. We provide uh, like healthcare employment benefits for folks working in the Web three space, which is what I needed because I didn't want to pay for Cobra. So I started as a member and then became a team member. Um, and part of that was getting into all these different DAOs and becoming a community member and trying to learn about the Web3 space and open source at Gitcoin and giving back at Giveth and started embedding in all these DAOs and helping people onboard to Web3. And Bankless came along. Um, so collecting all these great groups along the way that like had helped me learn and go down my Web3 journey. Uh, and so then when we got to... Uh, it was like Twitter argument between um, this guy Stephen Cole, who's a infamous uh, Bitcoin maxi, who's also a friend, and um, Hudson Jameson, who's the, the former uh, community manager of the EF. Uh, they were arguing about, you know, he said he sold all his Bitcoin because of something, and then um, Stephen said he sold all his ETH because of whatever, but he sold it into toilet paper. And I said, well, at least toilet paper is deflationary, uh, and it was the only joke i've ever told on twitter that was actually funny um and then a few things cascaded in there uh a bunch of like bs uh, nft projects these just like cookie cutter pfps were just selling out uh off of just copy and paste garbage and i was like well we should do copy and paste garbage 
but uh, for public goods. And then it evolved to maybe we shouldn't produce garbage. Maybe we should produce something that's uh, very high quality. And so we got a very talented artist that we were able to bring in uh, who's still anonymous and will definitely be producing more NFT stuff because I think that they really enjoy this experience. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we started putting a team together. And that's where, uh, that's where Chair comes in. Cool. Yeah. What's up, Chair? Give us a brief, brief intro of, you know, your journey as well. Um, definitely. Um, in 2016, I was at, uh, I was in the Joshua Tree Desert uh, at a unsanctioned rave and was started talking to someone about uh, how interesting it was that Bitcoin had gone from 600 to 1,000. This person turned out to be a, a, an ETH dev um, at the time and still is. And told me to very seriously sit down and look at Ethereum um, because I was completely focused on Bitcoin. Um, this was like fall or summer 2016. And um, by 2017, I had started like going down the teach yourself to code path because I had looked at Solidity and Ethereum and like recognized that there was something happening. Um, but I wanted to validate myself, the claims, like the incredible claims people were making of how revolutionary this could potentially be, uh, and then realized that I probably needed to learn to read the code to really understand. Uh, but then I had to learn to code. So long story short, I went on the you know, self-taught software developer route, found my, uh, got myself a job at a healthcare um, coordination app. Uh, as a support engineer and was promoted up to like engineer engineer um and so got my foot in the door um from the builder aspect but it was not uh, within the ethereum space um then around you know just as covid hit i met josh he was at opolis he uh showed me the path to having I, i'm married and have a family so need to be cognizant of things like insurance and things like that. So uh, found out about Opolisk, went completely Web3 at the beginning of this year. And um, at the end of August, when I, you know, the most busy I've ever been and was telling myself daily, say no to everything that's coming in right now. Uh, Josh pained me and said, we're doing toilet paper NFTs. Are you in? I said, of course I'm in. And um and that's so that's how we got here oh that's cool so there seems to be a connection point between the two of you and and independently too it has to do with opolis which i think is a wonderful project and certainly one that i uh want to invite here as well to explore uh because it's very different from you know a lot of other web3 projects and i think absolutely necessary too but it's really cool that that is something that there was a need there and there was uh you know it, it brought you two together as well so that's that's really cool it's also cool to hear that you you had a web 2 coding job you know you you saw the value in in building or 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 you know educating yourself in you know how to code but transition from that sounds like very quickly into uh web 3 the goal was always web 3 um, and for, I, you know, I, I wonder now, I think about now why I came to the conclusion that I had to go 
um, like clad, like web two path first. Uh, it just seemed like, I mean, that's what re resources were most available at the time. Um, but the, the, the stack that I was working on was a Ruby on rails stack and was, you know, um, you know, no solidity in there, obviously. So I'm still sort of coming up to speed from that end, but, um, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting now to see the difference between the Web two world and the Web three world. It actually um, validates my decision that of uh, seeing how things work over there and what we're doing here. It's yeah, it's pretty validating. Well, I think to your point in terms of like why did you need to go and do that where your goal was always to be in Web three and maybe just maybe it's because it, it's a bit of a psychological thing, isn't it? Where we feel like work in the traditional way is, you know, web two. And that's really where we're going to find that work. It, it, it's, it's almost it, probably a little more difficult to comprehend that those same opportunities or more valuable opportunities can be found in web three. And just maybe because it's not so, it's not such a common way to go about uh, the way that we work. Uh, but also maybe at the time uh, opportunities weren't as visible so I wonder, do you think that with the explosion of DAOs, that that has made, uh, you know, this type of work more visible and the onboarding experience easier? Yeah, I think more visible, certainly. Onboarding, uh, we'll, we will see. I think we're just now <clears throat> going through the first public awareness explosion. We're just at the very precipice of that, and it's probably through NFTs and everything that's happening DeFi. But now DAOs are the main focus, and we will see over the next quarter to year how well we do onboarding the public. I think we have more attention. The space has more attention on it than ever. And it's something I think about a lot, like proof of onboarding. How do you know when someone when you don't have to hold someone's hand through the web three landscape anymore. And there's always, a, there's usually a moment that you kind of, you realize, Oh, you've got it. You're good. You know, you'll have some questions, but I think you got it. Um, and so, yeah, that's, um, we will, we will see. I'm not sure. Um, it's, uh, I try to onboard one person every day. So I have my own experience, but we'll see as a space, like, um, how many people stick around? I think they'll stick around. Dude, that's a lot. Share one every day. I, it doesn't. It doesn't happen. But then I get like I get two a week if I try to do one every day. So my my answer to that question would be absolutely. Um, and similar to to chairs, like there's so many great organizations out there that are working on onboarding, but there's no because we're decentralized. There's no like official onboarding place. Like Bankless is a great onboarder. Um, Index Coop does a good job. And then the point about NFTs being the onboarding, like, so there's this, this obfuscation of, I don't know, securities law, just law in general through by like, it's a company, but it's not a company because it's a DAO and people will buy this NFT and they'll be like, wait a second, this NFT is part of a community. What governs this community? And then they'll jump into a discord and it's like, oh, there's a token permission chat. That's like, thanks Collabland. And then, but who makes decisions for the overall, the overall and um, they're like, oh, this is a DAO. And so they start to learn about the rails of Web3 through these NFT projects. But it's a very different onboarding than what a lot of us went through. Or like if you started reading the Bankless newsletter or the podcast, or if 
you got the uni airdrop because your friend made you use MetaMask one time. All of a sudden, you're now a DeFi native. And welcome to DAOs. Well, let's get back on track here and let's talk about you know NFTP and Rainbow Roll. So can you describe the difference between the two? So uh, NFTP was, we were in this group chat and I said, all right, we've got a toilet paper project that we want to do. What should we call it? Um, and, and Mitch was like NFTP just immediately because it's like NFT with a P on it. So non-fungible toilet paper. Um, and then we were trying to figure out whether we should call the actual suite um, NFTP because everything is using these alliterations. And so we're like, all right, well, how do we create an alliteration for the actual suite that is the 10K project? Um, and I, I actually can't remember who was it. Kyle Chair, who came I, with I was going to credit you for coming up with Rainbow. No, Rolls. I didn't. I don't think it was. Then it well, might must maybe. have been Star Garden. Um, so we're just like they're toilet paper rolls. And so what should what would be the alliteration? And then we were talking about sushi, and then we're like, all right, rainbow rolls. I'm a I'm a sucker for alliteration. Um, we all are. Okay, that's cool. So in its current state, then Rainbow Rolls is a project that was developed right. by NFTP. Yeah. And so um, as far as Rainbow Rolls is concerned, you know, what is it, what is it really trying to do? Like, how is it differentiating itself from the NFT garbage? As yeah. it was described? So at uh, spending one week at NFT NYC, there still wasn't anybody who even came close. I met one other guy. I wish I remembered this project so I could plug him. Um, they were giving away 33% to charity. Um, I haven't seen any that... Well, and then you've got a walkies where um, 100% of those go to funding open source. But none that were really focused on charity and open source. Uh, so we are our project, everyone that's minted, um, which is 0.1337, the elite amount of ETH, um, 16.5% goes toward uh, Gitcoin, 16.5% goes toward Giveth, and 20% goes to RIP Medical Debt. And one of the interesting things about RIP Medical Debt, and they've been great partners, um, they've got a few representatives in our Discord who will like hop on and answer questions and do AMAs and stuff. Um, they're, they're super happy. Uh, obviously, we'd like it for more of them to sell out, but so far, we've, we've raised uh, a decent amount of, for them. Um, and what they do is they have uh, they buy medical debt that is sometimes slightly older or has already been in collections for a bit at a massive bulk discount. So um, they're able to buy anywhere between like the newer fresh debt would be at like a fifty to one ratio, all the way to like a thousand to one ratio. But the the last average we got was that they're buying the last bulk set of debt that they bought was ninety to one. So when you do the math on um, what is it, twenty percent of 0.1337 ETH ends up being like, what is it like six hundred and fifty bucks or something? Um, I did the the final part of the math was um, when you multiply it by ninety, which is their ratio, every every single roll minted actually wipes eleven thousand five hundred dollars worth of medical debt. Which, yeah, when when you're like. It's like uh, you're thinking about a family or like it, not even things that are you just you step off the curb and you get hit by a bicycle and now you've got a broken leg and your insurance only covers most of it. Like you, you're on the hook for that deductible because most people have trash insurance. 
So you have to pay for the first five, 6,000 anyway. And then that debt's going to collection. So um, being able to wipe just 11,000 per is just, it's life-changing for people who have that debt. Now, since we're since we're talking numbers, I, I have them in front of us. We have oh, a fun. big down meeting coming up this Friday where we're going to talk a lot more about this and have representatives from uh, each organization that is benefiting from uh, from the Rainbow Rolls sales. Uh, and we will be talking about Dow governance and how we're moving forward. But at this moment, um, Giveeth is or Giveth is receiving uh, just over sixteen ETH. Uh, oh, cool. Gitcoin also receiving just over 16 ETH, RIP medical debt uh, about 19.5 ETH, and the DAO, uh, which ex- uh, the DAO is everyone who holds an NFTP rainbow roll plus the, the core team is uh, okay. has 10 ETH also to allocate where. Uh, where we decide to and so it sounds like so far we've raised about 100 ETH just shy of 100 ETH at this All moment right, so we get, we have to mint a, we have to mint a few more by Friday yeah and you haven't sold out yet so that's that's in, that's encouraging the fact that even at this stage you're already yeah, having and almost an impact, double the impact right? from where we started because ETH was at like 3 grand um, and by the time we do these distro right. fingers crossed ETH will be 6 grand <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, the value of ETH keeps growing, right? And I mean, I think a lot of that, um, at least in my opinion, comes from the fact that there's really cool projects that are uh, increasing the demand uh, for ETH on Ethereum. So for me, the question uh, that, 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 that begs to be asked is why, I mean, it, it makes sense why you would want to uh, go this route with you know, contributing to charity, contributing to public good. But for anyone who doesn't understand, you know, why would you do this? You know, you're you're in crypto. There's there's you can raise this money. You can use it in in different ways. Why did NFTP Rainbow Rolls uh, seek that uh, way of you know working? In other words, distributing money to charities, distributing money for public good funding. Like, why is I, that important? You know, I probably it's uh, we have similar, but different answers between Josh and I, but like for myself personally, um, it's really, uh, it seems like the more that I give back, the more like that cycle of, of, uh, abundance keeps, um, manifesting. And, and it was, there's, there's a couple of reasons. So, I mean, I try, but, but like giving back is very important. And when there's a project that is, so I, this, as the team came together, we haven't mentioned it yet, but we really put together, Josh brought together an amazing collection of builders and community people, DAO people within the space. Like really, like we've said all-star team. I think that like is true from the Solidity devs to the tech leads to the all the community people we have on the core team. And so um, beyond the fact that it was a charity, and like public goods driven mission sort of that we were looking at. It was like, could not say like, it, this is the team that, that I would want to be a part of and, and the people that I wanted to work with. So um, we also, um, you know, if we, 
we realized, I think Josh um, brought it up first, was that if we have a DAO that um, is tasked with allocating money or like charity or, you know, allocating charitable donations every month, we have an excuse to come together every month and at least once a, once a month for the good of everyone make poo-poo and pee-pee jokes <laughs> for, for public goods and charity. Uh, and it yeah. can never end. Nice. Yeah, they, yeah, the, it's a human function that'll go on till the end of time. Hopefully. Uh, Elon Musk doesn't take that away from us. Um, so, you know, and seriously, um, I would say, so this, this, the mentality comes from uh, my mentor in the space, uh, John Power, who's the, the, one of the, the, the founder of Opolis and one of the founders of Eat Denver, um, about the law of reciprocity and like uh, putting out into the universe without expecting anything in return um, and just giving back. And that by giving back, I know it, it doesn't make sense when you think about like, because the point of giving back would be to receive from the universe, but that's not why. Like, it's just about doing good and putting it out in the universe. And the more good you put out in the universe, the more good is going to come back. It's just there's going to be net more good in the universe. Um, that's one side of it. And the other side of it is um, I've got a good friend who likes to poke fun at me um, by calling us all fascists because that's what is the most loud and visible on Twitter, like Bitcoin maxis and talking about hard money and the Fed is ruining everything. And like it, it goes down like very strict libertarian holes. And there's a lot of fascism in a lot of the thinking and that's the loudest and people who are outside the space see that kind of crap first before they see all of the community building that we're doing like the DAOs, the DeFi stuff that sits on top of DAOs, the nft communities they don't see that stuff they see you know someone alleges that nfts are damaging the earth and then we call them stupid and that's like not that's not a two-sided like no actually nfts are not you know burning fossil fuels like it is alleged. It's just ridiculous. But um, but there's that, and then there's so much glut, and um, I'm trying to think of the word, um, extravagance, that just, especially, like, not as much yet, because we haven't really gotten to frothy, but, like, in the 2017 cycle, and the 2014 cycle, like, when there were so many, like, Lambos, and people were, the YouTube videos, I don't know if you guys remember the YouTube videos, They've, a lot of them have been taken down, of like somebody has two Lambos in their garage and it's just like a selfie video. And it's like, you just got to buy Cardano like I did and you can get these two Lambos. And it's like, but there's like, we're headed for not that specifically, but something like it where it's like people are turning over like not just down payments on houses, like whole houses just flipping like a punk and it's, or an ape or Fidenzas or other stuff. Right. And so there's just so much, um, the 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 what the world outside can see is just rich people playing rich people games and just fucking around on the internet and not doing anything for good. So we're like, you know what? We should try to do both. And if we could, obviously, we didn't have a stellar mint and we didn't mint out and create. You know, people are talking about the floor and uh, which would have raised significant amounts more for charity. Um, would have been great if we had that, but. Um, Eventually, we wanted to play in that game while giving something back. We we haven't seen it yet, but I think that we uh, we will. 
minting doesn't close. So it'll just go on. Yeah. The, uh, oh, the, there are a lot of, we've learned a lot. And in talking with, um, Griff Green from Giveth, who is a huge supporter of ours. And I mean, amazing human. If you guys don't yeah, know him, an incredible person. Um, uh, he kind of edited, he he showed me the angle that he coming from a public goods and sort of charitable you know project and give it he's like it's people are skeptical of of charitable he's like it's a hard thing like charity nfts aren't an easy aren't an easy thing to market because people come in with a certain amount of skepticism but people will yolo into uh whatever the urine deployer deployed that day like you know, uh, so it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. Like even in this environment, people are more apt to YOLO into something that they did no research on than into um, public goods or charity. Which I guess that's our mission. That it's kind of clearly clearly laid out for us. Then, um, but one lesson we we learned was that while we have an we had an incredible team of builders and community people and DAO people, marketing is so important. And we did not focus on it at all. In fact, we completely, we just, it's like it didn't even exist. Uh, So since then, we have um, utilized Raid Guild, found an incredible um, marketing person in Launch Ninja who is helping us, you know, do a relaunch, as it were. And um, so things are kicking off this week more internally. And then next week, well, whenever this is released, but we, we are. Uh, we we have taken a look at what we have done, learned from our mistakes, and you know, putting out the word of of rainbow rolls more more correctly. Um, yeah, and it's another opportunity to use raid guild, but also between now our marketing lead and our artist, it's two people who are completely non Web three native that are being brought in, not that are that are learning the landscape through the lens of nftp and rainbow rolls which is that also like to be able to put very capable people who have a place in web 2 and probably will forever they don't ever have to leave like until everyone has to leave um but they're here now working in this space and just that alone and they're working on a charitable project i think just that alone will hopefully exponentially show others that there is space here. I think the one thing I, I want to uh, add to what you said, Chair, in terms of um, you know public goods uh, being not not being as appealing or maybe attractive or even getting the same type of attention as these other projects that people are aping into. I think for me, I think it's the the language isn't necessarily there yet either. It isn't part of people's vocabulary in the space, right? Um, I think very few projects to the point that I think Josh made earlier uh, are actually focusing on, you know, public goods and, 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 and charity and, and, and con- uh, contributing to, you know, uh, these type of uh, projects. And so I think that's one thing that it's our job to talk about more regularly and have be a part of the discussion, you know, and just normalize it. And yeah, I think, you know, Gitcoin's certainly one of those that are leading the way on that, but I can see how, you know, NFTP through Rainbow Rolls can do the same. It's just definitely uh, a something that is going to be 
uh, not top of mind for a lot of people. But I know that when the Rainbow Rolls launched, the conversations in the channel, because I did get my role, you see, you see it up there. I have my avatar up. It was actually really vibrant. There were people from the Bankless DAO that I recognized in there as well. And they were saying, you know, for me, these type of NFTs make more sense than some of the other ones that are getting dropped, right? Because there is something that is, you know, um, adding value, not just to the ecosystem, but just to humanity as a whole. Um, and, you know, also maybe there was some alignment there, like, oh, look, this is something that I have personal experience with. So I want to make sure that I am a now that I'm in a position where I can fund this type of, uh, you know, uh, charitable work um, and do so in a fun way. I feel like it's my responsibility to to do something uh, that can on help that note, others um, as well. we've, we've been trying to figure out a way to make this um, or at least part of minting a rainbow rule uh, tax deductible <laughs> working on the paperwork for that. But so since 63 percent of the uh, funds are given away. It'd be like um, basically 0.084 ETH of every mint you'd be able to write off. You know, see, that's another thing that people don't talk enough about, right? I mean, we all talk about like, you know, aping in and uh, high yields. Uh, but, you know, the like taxes is definitely something that we don't talk enough of. I mean, I, I saw some chatter about it Um you know, in, in some Twitter spaces I've been popping into. But yeah, we don't really have that. So I think that's a wonderful way to also attract people to the project because you're, it's now a service, right? Both to educate the community, but also for those who are contributing to understand how charitable giving yeah, works. You mentioned like people feel like, um, like an obligation to participate because this is something they're familiar with and it, like, this might be Probably like this might be the first. I don't know. I, I don't think we're trying to make the claim that it's the first charitable. It's like not not the first one, but it's like it's an interesting. We're we're starting to introduce like the functionality of Web three and DAOs into holding a charitable NFT. What does that mean? What does that mean for the future? And like when we think about signaling, like a lot of NFTs are signaling, especially PFP projects and board apes. And crypto pongs seem to be like the Rolex watch of um, of NFTs, and that's cool. And that's fine. Like people um, should reward themselves. But if a board ape is a Rolex, then a rainbow roll can be equated with a Sierra Club bumper sticker on your car. Um, you know, it's about right. It's about value proposition, but it's also about positioning. Like, what are you? saying that uh, aligns with people's interests, uh, values, right? And I mean, I think that there's a lot of, you know, power here uh, that that you've, that the project has in terms of like a conversation that it can own. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, having worked in corporate America in the past, I know that around this time of year, a lot of charities are, you know, talking to, um, you know, these other institutions saying, hey, if you are uh, in a position, you should be donating to charities now, because guess what? The end of the tax year is coming up and you want to be able to contribute as much as you can to reduce your tax uh, obligation, right? Your tax liabilities. So maybe, maybe NFTP 
can do something similar because again, I think for me, every project that is uh, launching and uh, you know kind of uh, increasing the the visibility of of Web three and crypto has a role for onboarding new people for increasing an adoption based on their own narratives, right? Like I think the reason why Bitcoin and, and Ethereum have a lot of value is they have very strong narratives. I think we can look at NFTP almost like a narrative unto its own based on, you know, what it's uh, able to do, both with, you know, public good funding and charitable giving, where there is a narrative now that speaks to people who maybe understand uh, tax liabilities and are looking for ways to reduce that. And, you know, Rainbow Rolls might just be it. That's an interesting There's no reason thought. not to mint the max 20 per transaction if you are tax-minded. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's all, for me, it's all about narratives, right? I mean, it's just like memes when the internet, like having a strong narrative is important for any project uh, to succeed and really having a unique differentiator, um, you know, so that people can say, oh, like, not only is this value aligned to who I am, but in, in terms of where I'm at right now, this is something that I absolutely needed. It just feels like NFTP and Rainbow Rolls could be that. It just might be a timely moment for it, if that's what you were planning to do in terms of a relaunch. You know, um, yeah, the, the tax deductibles, um, business side of it i i'm yeah i'm hoping that that will and it's it's i think people it, it's it's going to start to open people's eyes more i think and it might even if you know it might inspire even more projects to do something like this but that as that gets solidified it's hard to say too much before everything is is set up but you, you know we must we we have to assume like we, if we're dealing with 5013c at least in the united states like entities then um, this is the natural uh, progression, or it seems it seems to be, um, and I, you know, it's probably a matter of time before um, before charities, you know, are releasing their own their own NFTs. It it, it really it, it's got to be right around the corner. That's um, kind of the point of uh, doing good. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, philosophically, you know, one of the things that, in my opinion, is DAOs have a strong value proposition to communities is doing good for the sake of doing good, right? I mean, yeah. No, no, they, no, I actually meant doing good, like D-O-I-N-G-U-D, the Manu Azuru's project. Doing good. The <laughs> they're, they're doing a, um, an NFT. I, I don't want to describe it incorrectly. It's, I think of it as like an NFT launchpad for, for nonprofits and charities or a, a framework that it enables building in like a uh, fractional donating. Cool. So uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what the roadmap or the future looks like for rainbow rolls. Like what are some of the thought experiments? I know we've talked about a little bit of, you know, what you're planning and maybe some positioning into the future, but what from from the original vision of the project like what can we expect from rainbow rolls in the future definitely uh so you know originally we we envisioned a a quick and hasty sellout uh, of of 10k that didn't um that didn't happen but what we're realizing is that even still um we we have made a significant dent and there are 
there's going to be some significant funds distributed and um, it's pretty amazing. So knowing that at least in this collection alone, in the Rainbow Rolls collection, we have over 9,000 still available. And as, as our community, like we're just now building out um, a strong community. We have um, like a, a core group, let's say of holders and supporters and people who, you know, have signaled, um, how interested they are. That's like very strong. So as we, uh, as we approach our first DAO meeting, which I don't know when this is probably won't release in time, but I do invite people to come into the rainbow, the NFTP discord. Um, you can find the link at nftp.fun, nftp.fun. That's also where you can mint the rainbow rolls. Um, and so joining the community, we're going to have a monthly DAO events, we are going to be signaling, Rainbow Roll holders will be able to signal which um, projects they would like to route the uh, 10% DAO allocation to on a monthly basis. And uh, we're also doing, you know, one, <clears throat> the one interesting aspect of this is that the way that we are donating to RIP Medical Debt is through their Giveth project profile. And we're also, we've also found, um, there's a, I, I don't want to dox anybody, but there's a community member who uh, reached out to us and, you know, showed us some of their medical bills. And it's a person that we, you know, that's been around that people have known for two years in this space. And so we're able to um, donate directly, like direct to action um, to them through their um, giveth profile. And that is what's most exciting to me, the direct to action stuff, like the real, the, if there's a primary, primary, like motivator for myself in this is that how much of this can we put directly into the hands of people that need it the most, whether it be, um, from the medical debt standpoint or in the giveth and in Gitcoin, um, communities, like we can give projects exactly what they need to be bootstrapped and that's sort of direct. That's what this space represents to me is that cuts out all the fat direct direct to action and that is what um we're steering things towards having the entire community involved um so yeah. in a nutshell yeah i think that was a good answer and probably better than the approach i would have taken because i was going to say that we we have to figure out the remainder of this mint before we talk about what v2 but you since you asked um we there was i think the v2 will look different depending on what the landscape looks like at the time it's ready. Um, the the initial idea, and this is just a dream that I've had, and and not at all what V two will look like. Just to get that out there as a disclaimer. Um, so you know, how there's like there's a lot of we we haven't really got into NFT meshing yet, where you've got a bunch of different ones and. You like to see them all in one image. Like we, we've seen a couple of them where like uh, people will take their ape and they'll put a they'll put a Fidenza behind it or something. Um, the idea being you you'd use the the rainbow roll as like fuel um, to like flush into a toilet with a few other NFTs that you're holding in your wallet, and it wouldn't it wouldn't burn those, but it would create a new image with that. You'd be burning your rainbow roll, and then you'd be taking the source material that you own to create a new NFT, which is kind of the like flushing. Um, 
<laughs> we, pizza Dow uh, is taken. I believe there are going to be eight Pizza Dow pizza pies featuring um, a rainbow roll on them, and they're active in our server. So hopefully, we have more projects like that, and yeah, you might see rainbow rolls popping up in in interesting places. There's also um, some people have seen it, some people have not seen it, but anybody who's holding a rainbow roll under the eleven different properties. Um, or trait characteristics, there is also a cleaning power um, boost property. And because we have game devs on the team, um, things like boosts and and characteristics and traits and things like that can easily, easily be um, spun up into interesting V2s. And we're also looking at that as well as how do we gamify this I'll, I'll i'll pause it right there because i don't want to scope yeah. creep my own team but that is sort of um it's a that's as much breadcrumbs as i'll throw out and that's it i hope you enjoyed this conversation if you'd like to learn more about nftp and rainbow rolls go to nftp.fun and on twitter at rainbow underscore rolls thanks for listening to crypto sapiens Please give us a follow, like, and a five-star review wherever you enjoy your podcasts, and stay tuned for our next discussion.